Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Ratings time. Ratings time. No, this is the beginning. Not what? The- we, we, we haven't what even rated anything yet. What do you mean? No, 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 no. I'm sorry, I'm being completely unclear. I have your spreadsheet on how we've rated the books, uh, and I wanted to talk about that. I was going right to say, I don't know what I'm rating at this point. Like, <laughs> what did you think about it? Oh, you didn't read it? What, what are you even doing here? Oh, <laughs> like a nightmare when you haven't, like, you're on stage and you haven't memorized your lines. Most and... recently I had a nightmare where um, I had to have this monologue memorized and I only remembered the first two lines. Oh, that's worse. Yeah. Because I, at least if you don't remember any of it, you're like, maybe I never knew it. Which no, is the I, case. I knew it. No, you knew it. And I had to go on stage. Was it a real mo- monologue that yeah. you used to know? Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. You got the meanest brain of all time. Yeah. You poor, you poor self anyway, having back, to deal with that to spreadsheet. All right, but back to the spreadsheet. So uh, you made this. So you've you've averaged out um, when I think it's a classic, when you think it's a classic, or not uh, for for children's books. I suppose before I even discuss this, I should say who we are and oh, what right. we do, because yes. otherwise this won't make any sense. Uh, I'm Betsy. I'm Kate. Right. And on this here little old podcast, we like to talk about picture books. Yep. And we like to rate them. Yep. In terms of how classically classic they are. From a scale of one to ten. That's one right. being really, really no, bad. So bad. And ten being it should be on your bookshelf, it should be on your children's bookshelf, mm. it should be on your children's 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 bookshelves. Mm-hmm. Forever. Forever. So I'm looking at it and you've got so many numbers here. Uh, they all blur together after a while. But you have you've very helpfully said how many we have thought are classics. And how many we have thought are not classics. So we've looked at 34 so far. Of those 34, 22 were deigned to be classics. And 12 were not classics. And I don't know where I thought we'd be at this point. Uh, but I do. Uh, that sounds right to me. Um, that yeah, sounds about right. I guess I wish we did more non-classics. It's really hard to tell what you won't like. I mean, sometimes I can predict it, but sometimes I don't know. And they, I mean, they're, they're often classics for a reason, but they're the ones that I, you know, I gotta, I gotta save my, my beautiful, not classics, man. I can't use them all up at the start. Save them for what? Well, a rainy day. It's raining in California. What? Is it? <laughs> yeah. That's weird. It's snowing in New York. There you go. Yeah. And it's nothing in Excellent. Chicago. <laughs> so it's not today. Aww. Moving on. So today's book, I probably should have done... Uh, a little earlier, because I thought, well, see, this book was recently turned into a movie. Let's see if you can get us guesses. Uh, it was recently turned into a movie, and that movie actually was nominated for an Oscar, and so that would have been the time to do it. And did I bring it up? I d- I did not. I did not. Uh, can you guess? Can you guess what the what the what the book to film might have been? No. All right. <laughs> 
Awesome. <laughs> I was like, Coco? But I don't think that was Nope, a it wasn't Coco, but it was in the same category as Coco. It was roundly trounced uh, by Coco. And not in the song category. I'm talking about the actual animated Oh, no, I feature. got nothing. Okay, the animated feature. So this book, uh, yes, it's it's been around a long time, since 1936. I should say that... Uh, it has a, a, a fine pedigree to it. I'm pulling it out now. Step back, ladies and gentlemen, for... Oh, Ferdinand. Ferdinand. Well, except it's not. It's the story of oh. Ferdinand. Uh, who's, who's that by there? Munro Leaf. Munro Leaf. Oh, Munro. That's Munro. It's really hard to see because they decided to put black on a brown background for the cover. Kind of reddish. Yeah. And what's the art there? Who, who did that? Oh, drawings by Robert Lawson. Robert Lawson. Uh, we all remember Robert Lawson. And, uh, yes, so this is, uh, this is quite the book. Uh, it's been around a long time. I had so much stuff written down here to say about it, I don't know that we'll get to it all. Um, so why don't you read it? Okay. And maybe we'll get to it. While Kate takes that book and reads it, I'm gonna give you a little fact about Ferdinand. A Ferdinand fact. A factinand. Okay, not that. So here we go. There's so many things. There are so many things I could I could tell you about this book. I want to mention a lot of them to Kate. So here's here's just a really simple one. Why oh why did they choose to make a book about a bull? Well, according to the book. 100 Best Books for Children by Anita Silvey. Munro Leaf said it was because, quote, dogs, rabbits, mice, and goats had all been done a thousand times, unquote. Ah, yes. How well we all remember those famous goats. Oh, the plethora of goats that just suffuse children's books. Why, there was that one goat. Yeah, okay. You know what? Bull's good, though. Uh, no one's done as famous a bull since, so hat tip to you, Monroe Leaf. We're back. <laughs> I think you should do that every time. <laughs> little Wayne and Garth. Little, little Wayne and Garth, yeah. yeah. It's it's my youth. It's, uh, it's what I should bring up more yeah. often. Yeah. Yeah. I'm for it. Wonderful. And how was that book there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna laugh when I tell you how it should have ended. Cause... Okay. <laughs> I can yeah. guess, yeah. but yeah. yeah. He should gore the matador to death and no. stomp on his remains? No. 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 Okay. No. He should be gored to death yeah, by the matador? We'll, we'll get, we'll get. Okay, we'll get to it. Well, let's start at the beginning here. So let's go through the book. This uh, the Ferdinand, story of a gentle bull that you see in his youth. Do you, am I going to read a description? Or? No, I don't think we're going to do that anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think we're just going to go through the huh. book and, and talk about the plot as we go. Fair enough. Yeah. So the story of Ferdinand, a bull. A bull. By Munro. Not Mundro. I didn't even know what you had said before, <laughs> so. Why does it look like every time on the cover and on the first page of him smelling the flowers... Why does he roll his eyes? Why is this the most intoxicating smell? Maybe that's a really good flower. I mean... I can't smell it. Every time he smells flowers, it's like... <laughs> oh. <laughs> you can see him shudder like, oh, that's good. 
That's good flour. That's so good. That's good flour. Yep. Oh, it's a little disturbing, right? Really. There is a science behind where you look and how you're thinking. Like, if you're lying, you look to the left, and if you... I don't know why he's looking up, but... It's interesting that this is all in black and white. Yeah, well, as I mentioned, 1936. Uh, color printing, not so cheap. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're going with the black and white look, and which has lasted, I must say. No, well, okay, I say that... Okay, uh, choke back your horror... Uh, in a 2000 edition of this book, uh, they colorized... Wait, they the redid it? Yeah, and they colorized the art. Okay. And I'm not for that. I am again it. I ain't for it. Okay. So, yeah. Mm, you know, It I... didn't take, because obviously, well, you have an old edition on your lap, but mostly they tend to be in black and white. I mean, it doesn't bother me. If they had colored it, I wouldn't have cared. It's... Okay. I would have. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. Um... I love this stand-your-ground turtle. Oh, yeah, so this is a picture where the little bulls would run and jump and butt their heads together. So, not it's... Ferdinand, but uh, his fellows are running and jumping, and this turtle, yeah. Is looking at this little bull being yeah. like, don't you <laughs> dare. And the bull's like, ah, okay. Yeah, he well, the I bull is it... mid-leap. He can't do much about the fact that his weight is going to carry him <laughs> forward. He's probably going to crash into I that I feel turtle. like the turtle's just saying, like, go on. Try me. <laughs> Make my day. <laughs> I know you're asking yourself. I'm, I don't know where I was going with that. No, he has no teeth say, in his I mouth. Was, I was going to go with teeth in his mouth. He's a freaking turtle. There's no teeth there. Okay, like, moving on. All right. Um, I notice that some pages have R. Mm -hmm. Some pages have RL. Mm -hmm. And some pages don't have anything. He hated those pages. <laughs> you, I don't want to associate disowned, myself with... He disowned those pages entirely. I'll only associate half of myself. My first name with this yes. page. But this page will get my first and last name. It's a particularly like, good image. You have why, to admit. Why would you do it at all? It just seems weird. It is a little odd, but it, we've seen it before. Sometimes people will sign their art. It is but, but it's only some pages. It could be that, um, you know, when they printed the art they would have had to possibly cut it down. So it could be it was on every page, but they cut it down. They cut it out in some of the uh, of the art. If we really? saw the full art for some of this... Yeah, maybe the L they was may cut have off. cut. Yeah, they may have cut off the L. I've never seen a cork tree before, have you? I love the cork trees. That's a joke. I know. That's a joke, man. It's awesome. But why? Because it's a cork tree. Yeah, but why? It's covered in corks. Yeah, but why? Because it's hilarious. It's like a gag for the adults. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Because no one, every adult knows that you don't get corks from a cork tree in it, that way. It just, it's... It's a cute visual. You don't get it? the... You don't think it's funny? No. Oh, it's one of the most charming things about the book. All right. He fills it with that. Nah. Oh, my. <laughs> this, this is what This I, bows badly, folks. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I don't like. This line that says, his mother saw that he was... So he's under the tree. Right. His mom's concerned He would that rather not, smell the flowers. And, right. And he doesn't want to go out and, like, butt heads with the other right. bulls. He'd rather just stay under the tree and uh -huh. smell flowers. Sure. And she's, and it says, his mother saw that he was not lonesome. And because she was an understanding mother, even though she was a cow, she let him just sit there and be happy. What does that have to do with anything? Cows are usually super intolerant. Like, have you ever talked to a cow about different issues? They're really just one note. And I don't know what it means. <laughs> I just I just think that's rude. You think it's it, rude to the mom like, cow? 
It's like, you know, with the really old lady from that yeah. other book. It's like, is that necessary? I don't think so. Yeah. I think maybe. You could, you could it doesn't say even though she was a mother. Right. That even though she was a cow. Yeah. I'm less offended by that. As a mother, I would have had more of a problem if it had been like, and even though she just, was a mother. Just take that line out. She let him do his thing. And because she was an understanding mother, she let him just sit there and be happy. Mm-hmm. That reads perfectly well. I guess so. I'm... I'm not. I'm, I'm not offended for my, all the cows in the really, world. Really, my cow sensibility has not been uh, has not been torqued on that one. I feel right. bad for the cows. All right, sure. So, <laughs> so Fernand grows up, mm-hmm. and he's like two years old. Yep. And all the other bulls want to fight in this bullfight in Madrid because they're suicidal. <laughs> right. He would well because they want to prove how strong they they're are. They're strong. Blah, blah, blah. They're they're manly. He's uh, perfectly fine sitting under his tree and smelling the flowers. Yep. Then we get these five movie villains. <laughs> oh, we got five. Cl- we have Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Uh-huh. We have a fat Adrian Brody, <laughs> who's tweaked out on something. Yeah, he's on something. Those pupils are pinpoints. I I'm pricks don't, don't in get his me eyes. Wrong. I'm loving these mustaches. Oh, the mustaches are magnificent. But I'm really loving fat tweaked out Adrian Brody. No, I like that, and I like the uh, pilgrim above him. Yeah. Yeah. I believe his. Has an image of a lady holding a severed head of a bull, so... Really? It's not... Isn't that what she's holding? Uh, well, no, the bull... Maybe the it's bull okay. has a neck... It may and, still be attached. A bot, yeah. All right. Yeah, I think she's just... Okay. And then it's you an angel. You have a kinder reading of that. It's an angel. There's, she's got wings. Sure. Angels carry swords. She's blessing the bull. Oh, I see. Okay. She's the... Well, then that's just misleading, because the, we know what he's getting bulls for. Oh. <laughs> so, right. So all these bulls are showing off, mm-hmm. and, um, and, and for Nim... Wants nothing to do with it. Right. He's perfectly fine letting his friends show off in front of the five movie yeah. villains. He's just going to sit under his tree and smell flowers. Mm-hmm. What he doesn't know is that he's going to sit on a bee. I love that bee. This poor bee. You know what he's thinking. No, 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 no. <laughs> that is exactly what that bee is thinking. Yeah. Brandon realizes his mistake. It's a great picture. Quite promptly. Yes. By his uh, very itty bitty pupils. Yep. And the bee. Yo! Is very angry. Yes. But I'm surprised that the bee survived at all. Well, yeah, when that a... makes me think it wasn't actually a bee. It was probably a yellow jacket or something. Though it looks very much like a bee. But yeah. anyone who knows anything about bee anatomy I knows mean, bee I stings mean, you, bee pulls out its own insides. Maybe the bee knew to turn around and stick out a stinger as soon as, you know, sure. stinger hits You know, it's sitting on flesh. a clover. It could just have been a very painful clover. That Anyway, yeah. But the bee, I am actually very pleased that the bee survives this because I felt bad for the bee. Well, he is very angry. Yeah. So Fernand jumps well, up or and he's... she. I mean, drones tend to be female. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So Fernand jumps up and he's like running all around. Kicking because... and jumping. And... He who just... knows how he got those muscles? Because he really just doesn't do anything. Have you ever been stung anything. by a bee? I have not. I have. On my toe. Oh. Walking on the beach. Oh. It is very painful. I would not want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Very painful. So I feel him. I understand. I yeah. get it. It hurts. Mm-hmm. He's jumping around. These five movie villains see him. They're like, that's the one for bunch. <laughs> You're on, kid. So they steal him. Yep. Put him in a cart. Yep. And uh, Past the bridge of size. And yeah. they take him to Madrid, mm-hmm. where all these people are very excited for this event to occur. Oh, the lovely ladies, who seem to have pennants that say... Ferdinand, they don't know how they know his name, I guess. Well, they advertised. Oh, they advertised, that's right. Yeah. 
They must have asked the farmer who owned him what his name was. So. Right. I think there was some time that eclipsed between getting there. There must have been, because and, they have uh, to go pretty far distance. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to even get flags and everything. Yeah, they had to print name. out the flags yeah. and, you know. It takes a lot more people. sewing. because, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they have this parade for mm-hmm. him. And first they bring out, how do you pronounce that? The Bandoleros. Yeah. With, I am the Bandoleros. Who have long, sharp pins with ribbons. That is correct. To stick in the bull and make him mad. That is correct. Does the long pin <laughs> take off this guy's hat? Yes. Because at, at first I thought it was a toupee, and he lifts um, off the toupee. But it could be that's why he's so pissed off is that he didn't. He he just wears the hat all the time so that nobody notices. You know, he's doing a comb over. Yeah. So, yeah. But as I'm reading page after page, okay, now we get the picadores. Yeah, and they've got these long spears to stick in the bull and make him matter. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, this is awful. This it's is like, so true, though accurate. And then you got the matador, who's um, very full of himself, mm-hmm. and now he has a sword. I'm like, oh, I'm getting sick to my stomach just thinking about what is gonna happen. Yeah. I don't, I don't like it. Right. I don't want to read it. I don't want anything to do with it. So I'm turning the page. I was really, you know, I really wanted you to read a book about a, a bull being slaughtered in front of, of many an, people, an even though he's an animal. And it's an animal, you know, being cut to shreds when oh. all he wanted to do was smell flowers. It makes That's me what, sick. Yeah. So, right, so they call him Ferdinand the Fierce. Mm-hmm. And all these people are freaking out because of how um, terrifying he supposedly is. Right. Even the horse. Yeah, the horse looks really freaked how out. How is the horse scared? Well, when a bull is about to gore you and the guy is sitting on the horse, who do you think gets abandoned? You know, who's going to leap off that horse and let the horse get trampled by the The horse probably has the most reason to be afraid out of all of these guys. Hmm. They probably load the casualties in these things. Because the guys aren't going to get traveled. Where's the rodeo clown? Someone's going to die. Okay. So Ferdinand gets in the middle of the ring. Everyone is shouting and clapping. And they're super excited to see him do his thing. And he just smells all the flowers that all the lovely ladies are wearing. And he sits down. And he just smells. How fragrant is that stadium? It must be incredible. Because he's nowhere near... Any humans You're telling at this me point. that that stadium doesn't smell like dried blood <laughs> and just food and people. It must be sweat. very good flowers. Probably a lot of bio, very good flowers. You know? Maybe it just like the wind just happened to waft a certain direction from a particularly fragrant. You're stretching it. You're stretching. I, it's, he's really far from those people. So all the, they try to get him to fight. Yeah, he doesn't want to fight. He's not going for it. It doesn't look like they actually tried poking, though. No, and I, I wonder if they did, if he just was sort of like, dude, I'm at peace, man. You can't get to me, man. They don't... We are one. We the universe. Don't they kill the bulls? They, the last guy does. The Yeah, the, right. they, they get him mad, 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 and then the guy with the sword is the one that just, like, yeah, kills the bull, stabs him to death. So why doesn't he kill him? Well, you it's not because they're trying to put on a show. The whole point is this is a big show. So if you're poking a bull, 
you want the bull to like come at you. Like if there's no fun in like, here's a lump of a bull, pokety poke poke. Like that's not a show. You need the bull to get mad and come at you and then you poke it and you make it mad. Like that's part of the show. If the bull's not coming at you, you got nothing to do. I mean, you could poke it, but that's not good performance. They're under the impression this is a sport. And if it's, it's not sporting to just slaughter an animal because you, the animal has to fight back. So they're waiting for him to fight back because then they can have a show. But That's he's not participating. He's not getting, like, het. who knew this was the one way to get out of getting slaughtered in the ring? So here's my alternate ending. Okay. Just like with Curious George. Sure. Just like with... You're doing, like, a how they should have ended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like with Babar. Okay. And just like with Ferdinand. I, okay. He gets killed. Right. You always do this. He goes... Figures. To heaven, oh. where there is a cork tree, and ah. there he is very happy. And he is very Smelling happy. the flowers under the cork tree in heaven. <laughs> of heaven. Right. Well, it is a little strange that they bother to bring him back. Because... Right. What is the other use that a bull has? Aside from... Mm. Well, actually, there's two other uses, I suppose. But, um... I mean, they could have used it if they want the bull for, you know, re... re- yeah, that's the other one. I did, I did think of that a little late, but it, it's mostly munchity munch munch. Yeah. That's some good bull. Right. So yes, you may indeed be correct. It whatever ends with him, he's not going to die of old age. Let's just say yeah. that. No, yeah. he's in heaven, sitting under his favorite cork favorite tree, cork tree. <laughs> and he's very happy. The end, and uh, and this would be my tattoo. It's the flower at the very end. Oh, you know what? I have out. a whole thing with that flower, but we're gonna we're gonna get to that okay. uh, in a minute here. So. This is, uh, this is a fascinating book because it comes out and it was banned in several different places. In the uh, U.S.? You know, well, no. Uh, a, little, a, a fellow by the name of, maybe you know him, Adolf Hitler, not uh. a fan of this book. Uh, you see, it was published during the Spanish Civil War. So Franco goes and bans it in Spain. Hitler called it, quote, Degenerate democratic propaganda. Yes. Uh, but it had its admirers, including Thomas Mann, H.G. Wells, Gandhi, and Franklin and Eleanor Roosevelt. Uh, so, sum up, Hitler hated it, Gandhi loved it. Yeah. That's a pretty good pedigree for a picture book, right. I gotta say. Yeah. yeah. You kind of want that to be the sticker on the front. Like, hated by Hitler, Gandhi, two thumbs up! <laughs> <laughs> I would love Gandhi's children's picture book reading list, by the way. It'd be fantastic. Um, yeah, it was accused of being communist, pacifist, uh, and fascist, and of satirizing communism, pacifism, and fascism. Um, but no matter what the politics were, it was a cultural phenomenon. It was a balloon in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. There was um, a Ferdinand balloon. There was a Ferdinand balloon. I've never seen it. Hmm. Uh, there was a Disney cartoon short in 1938. It was the subject of a popular song. Uh, and, of course, there was the movie that came out recently. Right. Funny story about that. So it, it, this book shows up on number 17 on my picture book poll, right? Wow. Number 17. So that's, pretty high up. That's pretty popular. It was a top 20. It was in the top 20. Yeah. And so I wrote, I did that poll in 2012, right? In 2011, just before I did that poll, there was an article in Vulture that was said, the title was Fox Ice Age Director 
uh, bullish on Story of Ferdinand. Uh, they kept talking about any minute now, there's going to be a CGI Ferdinand movie. Any minute now. Any minute now. Doodaloo, doodaloo, doodaloo. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of those, but it wasn't until 2017 that the darn thing came out. So it took it took a little time. I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? No. Oh. It was, the screenplay was by Tim Federley, who is also a children's book author. So huh. fun fact for you. Um, so the question is, after all these things that it was accused of, did the creators intend it to be read that way? What do you think? Did they ex intend this to be a pacifist tale? Uh, oh, that's, that's tough, because I could go either way. Yeah. 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 The answer's no. Oh. They had no clue, uh, that anyone would read it that way. But, uh, come on. It was, you know... Come on. I know, right? How can you not know? I don't think they, like, were thinking, like, Spanish Civil War. Like, I don't think that was... Well, no, no, no. But no, but... Take a look around what's, what's going on around you. Yeah, dude, it's 1936. Yeah. Freaking Yeah, put two and two together. Yeah. Come on. These were guys who would have seen the World War One. They weren't, you know... They weren't so innocent. But according to the story... Uh, let's see. They were buddies. Robert, you know, and Monroe. Buds. And, uh... Leaf said he, he worked it out on a rainy Sunday for his friend, Robert Lawson, uh, because Lawson was complaining he was feeling limited by the publisher. So Leaf was like, Rob, cut loose and have fun with this. This is an actual quote. Quote, Rob, cut loose and have fun with this. And so when they were asked about it, like, they were like, no, we never, we never intended any of that stuff, you people. You guys read too much into these things. Sadly, there is no... Children's books made horrific, you know, version of Ferdinand, which, but, mm -hmm. answer our dear friend Min Lee of, of Bottom Shelf Books. Now, if when last we saw Min Lee, he had come up with the interpretation of um, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, where he pointed out the severed baby head doll heads. Ah, uh, yes. On, yes. So he has a whole On the garbage thing. trucks. Let's just clarify. On the garbage trucks, Severed yes. baby heads. On the garbage trucks. Baby doll heads. Yes. If yes. you all it's haven't heard baby. that episode, it's very clear. Why are there severed baby doll heads? You'll have to listen to the episode to find out. Uh, there is a reason for it. It's weird. So he did um, a bit on Ferdinand. And I'm going to have you read it. Okay. Um, now, one of these does require you understanding that there is an image. Um, but he does explain what the image is. So yes, if you could just uh, start right here and then go to the next page. While the story itself is very uplifting, the illustrations throughout the story are surprisingly sprinkled with melancholy images of death. Take a look at this image, for example. It's a picture of a vulture on top of a dead tree of Ferdinand uh, turning two years old. I'm surprised you didn't point that out yourself, actually, when you read the book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quote, as the, years, as the years went by, Ferdinand grew and grew until he was very big and strong. Notice the vulture, nature's harbinger of death, perched atop the hollowed tree stump. Ferdinand may be growing big and strong, but in the end, the unforgiving embrace of death awaits him. See, I told you, like, Aww. he comes into, he goes to heaven at the end. He dies. This actually this backs like, you up so much. Right? This is like... You and men, man. You're on okay. the same wavelength. I'm sorry. Let me get back. Okay. Um, uh, the unforgiving embrace of death awaits him as it awaits us all. Each successive day is another tick of the clock, measuring our steady march towards the grave. Gosh, this is depressing. It's dark, man. Look closer and you will see vultures appearing throughout Lawson's illustrations. Mounted on a sign to Madrid, quietly observing the bullfights, 
Death is waiting around every corner. Jeez Louise. <laughs> One's natural reaction is to question loss and sanity. Why put these disturbing images in a book for kids? What is your deal, you sick, sick man? That is not me. That's, that's him. Oh, I know. That's him. Yeah, okay. Ferdinand's hidden message is also a valuable lesson in the limitations of pacifist I- ideology. This is really hard to say with a retainer in your mouth. Oh, I bet it is. That's why I wrote it down for right. you. Thank you. I'm not doing it. I'm working on my list. Uh, while his pacifist stance may save him from violent death in the bullfighting ring, it will not save Ferdinand from death itself. Which is a valuable lesson to learn from anyone considering a lucrative career in pacif... pacif- Pacifism. Oh, it's really hard to say with a retainer. <laughs> it's not all flowers and rolling meadows, kids. But at least Ferdinand ends on a positive note. With the image of the beautiful flower, the very thing that brought so much joy to Ferdinand's life, a symbol of peace. Dying. Seriously, <laughs> on the book's final page sits a lone flower withering away, its dried petals falling from the stem of its long-forgotten glory. Even the most beautiful things eventually die. Including you. The end. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I like the flower. I uh, think I think that is Sweet a... Dreams, kiddo. That was the last line, actually. Yes. I, I think that uh, I think that's a great symbol. Look, he was a great artist. There is no question. I mean his fine I'm, like, detail. Super sad now, thanks. Yeah, that was my goal. I mean, actually I I'm I mean I that... knew he was gonna die, but well, I didn't want everyone I, I, else to like be sad. My sole regret with having you read this was that the word passive pacifism Pas- was not in there just Pas- a couple times. Passive, like passive Passive Pacifism. Shut up. Passive pacifism. Whatever. Passive pacifism. I'm gonna go away now. <laughs> unique New York. New York unique. Okay. Um that doesn't have S's, I'm okay. Oh okay, well there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, his version is Fernand is gonna die. Ugh. You know, yeah. it's a sad. I don't thing. think he's serious about it. Whereas him, to be mine fair. is like Fernand's gonna die, and he goes to a much happier place. He does at the end. go to a happy. It's place. his idea of heaven. Look, which he's is, gonna die one way or another. So his idea of heaven is sitting under that tree and smelling flowers. Right. That's his idea of heaven. That that's, is, and that's that where is the he happiest. Goes. That is where he is happy. That's where I think he life. went. Was that happy heaven? Exactly. That's a cheery way of looking at it. Happy heaven. Happy heaven. Um, one real last thing here. So Robert Lawson, um, this is probably what he's known best for. Uh, he did win a Caldecott. Not for this. This didn't win a darn thing. And in spite of that fact, 1936 publication, remember, it is still hugely well remembered today. Hugely. Not a lot of kids' books have the name Ferdinand in it. Is true. It's a good name. It's a unique yeah. name. I should say that the book that he did win for, uh, they were strong and good. So problematic. And when I say problematic, that's code for racist. Ah, yes. Oh, you haven't met racism until you've read that book. My goodness, we'll do it someday. It's uh, it's oh, really bad. Yay. Especially if you get like an original and not the moderated text, which is still. Really bad. Okay. I kind of need a break from racist books. Okay, fine. I won't do any more racist books for a while. We're, we'll take a racist kids book break. Thanks, Betsy. Let's see if we can find some sexism in stuff. Okay. Yeah, woo! That'll be fun. <laughs> ratings time. <laughs> ratings time. It really is. It's now not at the beginning of the show, like I <laughs> right. said. Anyway. Now we're actually rating it's it. It's actually, we're actually rating it. Okay. You know, I like that it's... It's not teaching kids to fight. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, he's a big, strong bull. He, if he wanted to fight, he would take him down. 
Yeah. But he doesn't want to. But he likes the finer things in life. Yeah. And that's fine. It doesn't judge him for that. He's not... Even though his mom, who's a cow... <laughs> like, you're the only human being who's ever objected to that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just rude. I'm offended <laughs> for all the cows. How do you... How... Jeez. Look, uh, next time I run across a cow reading this book, we'll talk it out. Okay, good. Yeah. Please right. do. I will. I promise. Um, or bull. You know, I like that Hitler hated it. Who... Who can't love that? I mean, that does kind of... I mean, of, come on, man. That is kind of... Are you of going to agree with Hitler? Match it up Are you bit. going to agree I with like, Hitler? I like the stand your ground turtle. Yeah. I like the... What uh, would be your tattoo? The turtle the, or the flower? The flower. The flower, yeah. yeah. The flower would be a really good tattoo. Yeah. That would be. It's really pretty. Um, I like the tweaked out fat Adrian Brody. <laughs> um, <laughs> Whereas I like the mustaches. There you go. If we could just have like 90% more mustaches in children's books... The bald guy? I'd be happy. Good old, good old Baldy there. Yep, Can't that was nice. Him. Look, he has details. He put funny details in there when he didn't have to. I like the cork tree thing. I'm not... That's because you're weird. Uh... <laughs> See? We have to make the allowances for you. It's all right. Um, you know, I think I, I, I remember this was probably in my hands or in my vicinity when I was a kid. But really? I, I didn't, yeah, but I don't remember the story at all. It was probably all. at the Martin's house. I think it was at the Martin's I think house. it was in our basement. But really? We had this? Mm-hmm, but I Mom loves the cork tree, but I don't remember it being read by her. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. But I would have to give it... I'd give it a good 7. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah. That's very nice. I give it an 8.5. Wow. Which is pretty high, but... That is. I have a lot of respect for this book. I got a lot of respect for the writing. I got a lot of respect for the art. Um... The fact that it's black and white and yet has continued this long. I mean, honestly. That like is we, impressive. We did talk about Millions of Cats and how it's black and white has continued, but it's not as well known. Or how there is two mommies, the original was black right, and white. Right, that was. But they, but see, they colorized that. So they couldn't well, let they that Well, they colorized lie. Ferdinand, too. Yeah, right? but that didn't work. And they, they stopped doing that. Cause, I don't think the color of how there is two mommies works either. But. Yeah, exactly. So that's the lesson, children. Don't colorize anything. <laughs> I think Ted Turner taught us that. Anyway. But yeah, no, I really like it. I'm I'm a big big fan. So, and you know it's 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 just a good lesson. And and he dies and goes to a happy place. And he, and, and that's your interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a classic. Uh, it's a classic. Yay! Yay! All right, letters time. So, last time we recorded, that was where the podcast just died. Yeah. And we didn't get to all these amazing letters. Um, and then the doggone people kept writing letters. Yay! I actually didn't have to go to my Twitter and just take the nice comments and pretend they were letters. Because they actually <laughs> had letters, and oh, that was good. nice. Yeah. So here, I, I'm not even going to do all of them. I'm going to do some of them. So if you didn't hear it this week, you might hear it next week. And folks. if you want to write to us, that would be fusekday at gmail.com. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Thank you. In stereo. <laughs> all right. First, we have Katie. And Katie uh, said, uh, so my 12-year-old... Wait, wait, wait. Is it I-E or Y? Uh, neither, child. K-A-T-E-Y. Ooh, sassy girl. Sassy Ooh. girl. All Ooh. right. I know. I know. Uh, I know you have a you have a, a bone to pick with that particular... I mean, I mean her name is Catherine, so we won't go into spellings. It's, All right. It's a sensitive You're subject. assuming that. She could have been... It could be Katie on her birth certificate. We don't know. It happens sometimes. Does it? Betsy was very popular in birth certificates in the 1920s. 
We should talk about how you got the name Betsy at some point. It's contentious. I love it's it. It's contentious. It makes me so happy. Not no one can agree about it. You were oh. named after a car. Oh, see, that's that's one theory. That's a working theory. <laughs> it's it's not, a good working theory. Nope. Dad says it. You're named after a car. See, Grandma always claimed she was the one who gave me the nickname, mm. but the evidence does suggest that Dad had a car that he loved named <laughs> Betsy. And then I come along. And then you have a podcast about a fuse in a car. This is true. Uh, 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 pass down. What, am I, like, it's am I a... like Christine to you? Am I uh, like a possessed no, car person? No, you should, you just... yeah. Oh my gosh, and you have a son named Jack? Like you jack up a car? Oh my gosh, it passes it down. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't make a sense at it. all. All right, it. anyway. Anyway, oh, right, letters time. Right, back to Katie. So she says, uh, my 12-year-old is a big Fuse 8 and Kate fan. And insisted we watch uh, this webinar I was in together. Um, though I'm guessing she'll be disappointed if the webinar lacks cat buttholes. You know, um, a, a good cat anus. That's why the 12-year-olds like us. I love cat anuses. Or yeah. dog anuses. I, yep. I don't discriminate. Pretty much, you're just good with it, no matter what the animal. Uh, <laughs> so we had to ask, what's her daughter's name? Her daughter's name is Chloe. So hi, Chloe! Hello, Chloe. Hello, hello, Chloe. Hello. Hello. Thank you for listening Thank to us. Chloe with a C or Chloe with a K? Do, oh, C. Okay. Where does a classy Chloe? Not a, not a Kardashian. I've just, Chloe. I have just insulted every K Chloe out there. Yes, I'm have. sure if you're a Kardashian and you're listening to us with a K Chloe, uh, sorry, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Laura <laughs> wrote as well. She said, uh, "I am binging your podcast while I do projects over spring break, so this comment is a little out of date." In the cloudy with a chance of meatballs episode, which keeps coming up yeah, for some weird. reason, yeah. You said that Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs was the best adaptation of a picture book. I said that. Not you. Yeah, I wouldn't have yeah. known. Yeah. No. It's true. Of course, this is completely subjective, but I think Shrek was much better. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. Shrek was a book? Oh, yeah. We should do Shrek. That was a book? Oh, yeah. I but it was... it's very different from... Oh, we should totally do Shrek. Good suggestion, Laura. Um, I, it's unfair for me to combat this comment because she's not here to defend her choice i will just say one thing in my defense shrek has a big matrix sequence in it and right there doesn't age well like you're talking neo and yeah like red pill blue pill. like there's a moment where like someone's like and like it goes like like swerves so like the camera oh, swerves yeah, around yeah, yeah. you know that that kind of move that was so oh, popular yeah, fiona's gonna like kick yeah someone. fiona's like kicking yeah. and it's like it's like it's the matrix get it kids the matrix and it's right there. It does not age well. So, anyway, that's my defense. Uh, uh, I, I think you're looking into that. I, I Look, we're not having... It's a cool a, shot of just, like, it's just a 360 shot yeah, of her in midair. That's but any all. adult scene is like, oh, God. What's wrong with the all matrix? Right. All right, fine, fine. A more... A she's more legitimate argument. She's not here to because there is so, a moment that so is totally important. I will, okay, right, I right, will fine, be fine, here. Fine, I will fine, defend fine. you. Fine. I got you, girl. All right. It's wrong. Marjorie wrote in, uh, she said, so this was in regards to your chosen tattoo for Harold and the Purple Crayon. Which ah, is the porcupine. The porcupine. So Marjorie wrote and she said, that is a kick-ass potential tattoo. Right. And she says, must admit, better than the bread and jam for Francis, tiny vase of violets, I was mulling. So that sort of gives away the game, but if we do bread and jam for Francis, now every time we look at it, we're going to be wondering, maybe the tiny vase of violets. I thought the Tiny Vase of Violets was a different Francis book, though. I the one no where she idea. takes her lunch to school, no right? Idea. Right, people? Right? I have no idea what she's That's so about. the one where she takes her lunch to school. Brendan Jam for Francis is different. Anyway, 
Um, no, 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 because her classmate brings in the... Come oh, back, she's Betsy. totally right. Come back, She's Betsy. totally right. Come back. I'm coming back to you. So she says, I do not want to bite Kate's idea. Unethical. I don't know what that means. I like stealing the baby name Seven. I'm not sure what that means. But if she decides against the purple porcupine, dibs. So someone wants your hypothetical por uh, porcupine. Oh, tattoo. take it. There okay. needs to be millions of these porcupines. Marjorie, you can have the tattoo. But it has to be little. It can't be a big yeah, one. Yeah, a big porcupine would not work. It's got to be a little porcupine. A little porcupine. I would recommend on the wrist. And along the same lines, our mother had a bone to pick with the fact that on the show notes... I show Harold has drawn a cityscape as a, someone's tattoo. She was very shocked that we did not mention that this was the cityscape of Chicago, where you reside. Did you show that to me during the episode? I did, actually, but it was at a, it was small on my yeah, phone. it was on your phone. It was on my phone. I couldn't... Trust me, I know a Chicago cityscape, And I didn't right? look very I close. I know a landscape. I, I didn't look very close. You put Mike Ditka in the middle of it, I can show... I, I like, That's know. Chicago. Go Bears. Okay, go Bears. <laughs> Emmy wrote in. I said, we got a lot of letters. Emmy wrote in. And she, uh, so in the Harold and Purple Crayon episode, I mentioned that on the TV show Pinwheel, which ran on Nickelodeon, um, there was a short that was called Simon in the Land of Chalk Drawings. And I was like, if anyone remembers this, please let me know. Well, she writes, I do remember Simon in the Land of Chalk Drawings. I loved that when I was a kid. As a matter of fact, every few years, that song, it gets inexplicably stuck in my head for days on end. I also remember Pinwheel on Nickelodeon. Great show. And then she goes on and she describes other books in which people draw things and they, they pop off the page, which would make a really good blog post. So hat tip to you, Emmy. And finally, this is our last one. We have so many. Uh, this is from Rockin' Librarian. Um, Rockin' Librarian, who has been around for a very long time. She's a blogger, children's social blogger. I don't, I don't think I know her name, um, but I just like Rockin' Librarian anyway. She says, yes, I do remember Pinwheel, though Simon and Land of Chalk Drawings only vaguely. So other people did see that. Um, she once had a blog. This is true. A Deserving Porcupine was the subtitle of my blog once. <laughs> that is pretty good. Nine Kinds of Pie is Phil Nell's blog, I should point out. So a lot oh, of people get... It should be Nine Kinds of Clams. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so sayeth thou. Um, and then she says... This is probably my favorite picture book, but I didn't appreciate it until I was an adult. I, too, found it really creepy as a child. It was a little too much for me to handle that there wasn't an actual reality there. But as an adult, it blows my mind in a good way. Does that make it a good children's book or not? All the children I've shared it with seem to have enjoyed it, though, so maybe we're weirdos. This is... we're probably it's weirdos. It's interesting you haven't gotten any commentary about your religious theory Everyone about... accepted it as the, as the gospel truth. Duh. Oh. oh, okay. Everyone just immediately. Sure. Actually, the third sister, Stephanie, on Twitter uh, did say it was an amazing theory. Oh. And uh, and how has it not been said before? Yeah, well, so. well done, Betsy. Thank you. Amazing. So, the lo the raves just kept pouring in mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Grown-up things we like? Grown-up things we like. Right. Right. Let's keep it quick. Okay. Mine is super quick. Okay. New podcast. Okay. Dax Shepard. Ooh. It's called Armchair Expert. Yes. He, uh, Who's that man married to? Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Yes. I like her. He he started on Ashton Kutcher's show Punked back uh, on... What? That's how he got his start. Seriously? Yep. And yet we like him. He's awesome. He's from right. Michigan. Kristen Bell's from Michigan. And actually, he interviews her uh, for one of the episodes. And it's really interesting because the first 20 minutes, they're really just bickering back and forth. And it's nice to know 
that, you know, really cute couple can bicker like we all do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he interviews people up in his attic, uh, kind of like WTF with Mark Marin, except um, not a lot of ads. And then at the very yeah. end of the episode, his, I think it's his producer, she'll do like some fact checking about things he said during the episode, like, you said this, it's actually this. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah. I'm glad I don't have anyone fact checking me except the audience, which they do. All the time. Yeah. 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 It's good. <laughs> it's good. Keeps me in check. But yeah, no, it's a fun podcast to listen to. I, I'm on the treadmill and I just listen to Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard talk or um, Dak Shepard interviewed Ashton Kutcher, you know, mm-hmm. and um, other celebrities. So yeah, there you go. Aw, that's super nice. Yeah. I like that one. Um, yes. So mine is a graphic novel for grownups, which... Is not something I was going to bring it for you this time and totally forgot. So I am going to show it to you because it's kind of awesome. It's called uh, Manfred the Man. It is by Caitlin Major and it is, the art is by Kelly Bastow. And the premise is very simple. It is a world in which uh, cats are autonomous, like they have jobs and and they wear clothes and they do things, and they keep as pets. <laughs> I'm showing Kate the images right now. You can swipe to the right. You can see others. Um, they, they keep as pets little men. Uh, the little men who, you know, <laughs> can really can only say one thing, uh, which is, hey! Uh, so hey. the little men want something. The little men hey. act pretty much like cats, so they do have some weird human-like qualities You sometimes. know, for having a cat that woke me up at 2, 3, 4 in the morning for food, yeah. I get this. Yeah, no, no. Clearly the creators I love know the man from cats. food is a burger. Yeah, man food is a burger, and then, you know, it will sit on the, your, on your like, laptop computer keyboard with its little newspaper, and then you have to, like, shoo it off, like, get off my brain. And hilarious. Uh, it's, no, it's the most charming thing. I don't think it's out yet. I got a galley, and I don't usually get galleys of adult books, but I got this, and for whatever reason, I'd read the review in Kirkus before, and I was like, I gotta read this, and I just, I was like, no, I need to write a review on my blog. No, I must read this! And I couldn't resist. It's so funny, it's so charming. It's just, you know, this slacker cat, and he can't get his life together. And then his man accidentally gets out of the house, and he he suddenly is filled with this, like, need to get his man back, you know. Um, it's it's just the most charming thing. So, Man for the Man by Caitlin Major. Cool. And Kelly Barso. Or Basta. Okay, and that's it. Yeah. This may have been our longest one yet. Yeah, but yeah. when Hitler hates something, you gotta take the time to really love it. <laughs> and that's... That's the through line for the show. <laughs> Hitler hated it. Listen to the podcast. So you're gonna love it. So you're gonna love it. Yeah. Exactly. I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow Betsy on Twitter at Fuse8. That's Fuse and 8. E-I-G-H-T. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Givens Kime, and our space doctor is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird and does not reflect the views of School Library Journal.